Hello, and welcome to 8 Minutes to Ageless, the podcast committed to teaching you the minimalistic approach to becoming bold and not old. On this 20-minute weekly podcast, you will learn how to care for your body and mind while spending the bare minimum amount of time to be successful. I know that life is full, so full that we tend to put our own needs on the back burner and in some cases are simply too confused to figure out what to do, so we do nothing. This podcast is designed to help you leave regrets behind and start caring for yourself, no matter your age, so you can grow older and like it, and I might say even love it. My name is Dr. Kelly Pearson, and I am the host of this podcast. I'm a practicing chiropractic physician and author of Eight Minutes to Ageless. Over the past 40 years, my patients have taught me so much about what not to do that I finally just had to get this book written and podcast started. But before we begin, I want to thank all of you who have read my book and keep sending me inspiring comments that you're getting your life back. That makes all the difference and makes me smile. Hi, this is Dr. Kelly Pearson again. And today I want to talk, um, kind of get personal in that I'm always wanting to try to find a way to show you how a little bit, a little bit, a little bit over time makes a magic difference. And I'm going to reveal a very special relationship I have with my most extraordinary younger sister. She's a very transparent human being and she's given me permission to talk about this, but she is um, a few years younger than me and she's a fabulous nurse practitioner, one of the best in the state of California and highly revered person. But she had some challenges with regard to her health when she was younger and uh, was very, very close to my mom. And as was I, when my mom was passing away, about 10 years ago, she said to me on her deathbed while my sister was standing next to me, Kelly, you have to make sure that your sister gets off the drug she's on because she was on some biologics for rheumatoid um, arthritis, mostly psoriatic arthritis, and was really in quite a lot of pain and was taking some other stronger drugs that are often used to fight cancer. And my mom was quite concerned about that. And I looked at my sister like, you heard mom, right? <laughs> because what you don't want to do is not do what a dying person is asking you to do. And I have always tried to help my sister with her diet, but I was her older, irritating sister, kind of pushy, very opinionated. So we had a relationship where she would rather listen to anybody but me, despite the fact we are the best of friends and we get each other at a very notable level now, um, particularly closer um, after she's seen the changes she's made. So 10 years ago, the, shortly after mom died, she said to me, Kelly, listen to me. If you leave me one day in pain, I'm gonna kill you because I have a lot of pain and I have to take these drugs. I just, I can't live my life without them. And, and I, I said, I promise you, I am not interested in you feeling pain either. What I am interested in is you slowly doing a few more good things and you, you yourself then start to reduce some of the bad things. So let me give you some examples initially. Um, at the time, my sister was a vegetarian, but sometimes vegetarians are really horrible eaters because they're eating a lot of processed carbohydrates and they're eating on the fly and a lot of processed foods that look like good vegetarian foods, but really not. And I explained to her that, you know, she needed to at least start to get some fruits and vegetables every day. 
And the easiest way to do that, although it's not perfect, is to do a smoothie in the morning with fruits and vegetables. And so she um, was willing to consider that disgusting idea. <laughs> but I sent her a Vitamix for her birthday. Vitamix is one of the best blenders because it really gets after things and chops them up. Why I say the smoothie is not perfect is it kind of it kind of um, destroys the insoluble fiber in vegetables. You really need that for happy gut. So you can't just drink your fruits and vegetables. You have to also chew on them. But nonetheless, she started with that. Just one smoothie in the morning, you know, bought the, the spinach and put it in the freezer. Uh, so it would always, so it wouldn't go bad and had some cherries or some papayas or bananas or um, any, any kind of fruit that she could buy frozen would add a little bit of water in those those items and maybe a little bit of almond butter or part of an avocado something like that and she noticed she had a little more energy and that was really the only thing that we started initially now then on her own uh, she was having problems with her bowel function and then on her own she instinctively kind of figured out that dairy probably was not her friend and i was going to going to go there with her, but I knew that would make her mad because she really liked her dairy. But she on her own did a trial of one week no dairy and found her bowel function improved drastically. And since that day, to be quite honest with you, since that time, she's elected to stay up dairy her entire um, career these last 10 years. And it's made a huge difference. She lost about 10 pounds her pain level went down, her colon started functioning. And you know, when your colon starts to function, you can get rid of things you're not supposed to have and allows you to absorb things you are supposed to have. So that was easy. I didn't even have to go there with her. And the action that she needed to take was, you know, buy almond milk instead, pass by the cheese section. It wasn't a lot more effort. And she got, she got used to that very quickly because listen, when you start seeing results, you're really willing to leave that food alone. So now after this time, um, she really hadn't changed her medication much. But then I sent her some information about gluten and the fact that our breads and our wheats have been really um, metabolically, <laughs> diabolically altered so that the, the grains that we're using now are not the grains we used in yesteryear. We're not fermenting foods. We're not using the actual whole wheat. And the breads are pretty rough and processed and can cause a lot of inflammation, particularly uh, gluten can cause a leaky gut syndrome and a leaky gut syndrome is not a good thing in that when your gut has little tiny gaps, bad things get in and, and, uh, and bad things get out that are not supposed to get out. And uh, you know, your whole efficiency of your colon goes to heck and stuff that gets out of the colon that's meant to get down to the rectum actually gets into the blood and sadly sometimes can get through the blood brain barrier and influence other organs and the like and gluten can cause a lot of trouble and inflammation it can cause thyroid challenges and it can create challenges in the brain with cognitive deficits and and just generalized inflammatory pain so i started talking to her about that and because of her gain with the with the dairy she was willing to kind of meet me halfway. I started using um, some of the grains that instead of uh, toast in the morning, she would make 
kasha or millet or teff. Um, she would cook that up like oatmeal and add some almond milk and a little bit of honey or some nuts or something. And she just noticed that the pain in her toes and the pain in her hands started to, to go away. And that gave her permission to on her own reduce her, her, her pain medication support. And again, I hadn't even made that suggestion yet. She was the one that started. And so now we're, we're six months into this process. She's lost this weight. She's reduced her pain medications by 30%. Her bowels are better. And all she's really had to do thus far is, you know, choose some different options at the grocery store and not buy the cheese and the milk and choose some other options in the grocery store and not buy the bread, but start getting these, these grains that I mentioned that are gluten-free and plucked straight from the earth so they're not processed. You know, not too much change, but then she really started to notice an improvement in her pain. Well, some time goes on and I know I need to nudge her around movement because she really wasn't exercising, although she worked hard as a nurse practitioner, was busy all the time. Um, my book came out and she got a copy of my book and it sat on her bookshelf. And then one day she called me and said, you know, I'm so, my, my upper back is just killing me. I'm so much pain. So I I lovingly guided her to the two bounce protocol that we've talked about in this, in this podcast. And she started doing three or four of the movements just for the upper back and was shocked how much better she felt. So she started to add those three or four movements in her morning and it took her about two minutes. And I wasn't gonna push her to do the rest, but over that next month, she actually read the book. <laughs> you know, having a book doesn't mean you're going to read it. She actually read the book and started to do the other stretches. And then lo and behold, before you know it, she's got a, a Versa climber in her, in her, um, the room next to her bedroom that she bought. And she's coming home from work and climbing on the Versa climber for 15 minutes at night. And I'm not, I'm not said a thing except let me introduce you to a simple way to stretch because here's what's happening with her. She would do some things that made her pain less. And then intuitively, people are not stupid. They're very, very bright. They start thinking about what else here could I do? Oh, I know, maybe I could do the other stretches or I know, what if I got some cardiovascular exercise? And so that's what's been happening for the past year and a half with my sister. and. Um, because she had so much arthritic damage from the psoriatic arthritis for the years she was struggling and taking the pain medication, she developed some, some degenerative changes in her neck, in her thoracic spine, and her lumbar spine. And I knew she needed treatment beyond what she could do for herself, but I was very careful not to talk about it um, because it was overwhelming to her where to find the time, you know, the expense, all of that. But we went on holiday together and I found this great massage therapist in Cannon Beach where we were staying for that week. And I um, made the reservation for both she and myself with this gal. And my sister hadn't had a massage for years, really. You know, that's what happens to our life, doesn't it? We get busy and we don't take care of ourselves. We put everybody else first. So we made this massage for her and it was life changing. Like, oh my God, I feel so much better. Now, of course I knew she would, 
but she didn't know that she would. And for me, sending her a little gift was really helpful. So now she's getting massage and now her mobility is starting to improve. Now she had an MRI before all of this started and the, the doc said, geez, Louise, your spine looks like 20 years older than your stated age because of all the degenerative changes. But now her pain level is so much better. And I explained to her that, you know, just because your MRI or x-rays look crummy, doesn't necessarily mean you have to have pain. Yes, you've, you've worked, you've developed this stiffness um, over the years and, and you're responsible for it. But just because it looks crummy on x-ray or it looks crummy on an MRI, doesn't mean that you can't find functional movement to get through it. So, you know, this saga has been going on with my sister for several years now. And at this point, she is, continues to be consistent with those dietary changes. She's continued to be consistent with a really good weight. She's continued to be consistent with slowly reducing her medication. And, you know, there's times that I feel um, like I could, we could do more, but the fact is she's made so much change and now she's getting self-care along with her own uh, stretching and um, exercise. And it's really remarkable to me, the shifts that she's made a little bit by little bit. But what's even more remarkable to me is that she's been the one that has taken that next step. And I never did have to leave her in pain. And, you know, I, I wrote a blog or two about this experience initially to say, you know, I'm trying to get my sister up these, these medications that are so tough on her body. And I got some really nasty mail from people to say, you don't understand. You don't understand that people who have pain like this cannot be without those drugs. Yet I do understand because as a chiropractor of 40 years, I've seen people manage their pain with only medication. And man, when you have a lot of pain and medication works, there's no way you're going to give that up unless somebody has the capability to draw you in and slowly introduce new good things that will substitute for the hard things, the inflammatory things, new good movement that will actually be used by a person routinely. So it's actually my pleasure to work with people like this, but particularly heartwarming knowing that my sister's life is so much better that she's caring for herself and, and not feeling like she's hopeless. You know, she's very, very hopeful. And, uh, you know, certainly I, I feel like I've, I've held up my end of the bark and I, I don't know what my mom would have done had I decided not to follow her suggestion but quite honestly um when when someone leaves you with a wish right before they die uh, my best advice is to follow it so i hope this has been helpful how little bit of changes noted over many years in this case probably five or six with my sis has changed her life she's a different person today and um i pray she lives as long as i do because She's clearly my best friend on the planet outside of my husband and, and really has a, become a great mentor for me as well. Well, thank you for listening today. And um, I, I haven't decided about my topic next week. I've got a couple ideas in mind, so it'll be a surprise. Thanks so much. Have a wonderful day. In keeping with my minimalistic approach to life, 
I keep this podcast short and only add the most critical points, not adding fluff. So for today, we're done, but I hope you will do a few minutes of the good stuff we talked about. If you have not picked up the book, you can get it on Amazon. The website, 8minutestoageless.org, will have the show notes and any videos that I mentioned on this podcast. I thank you for spending your precious 20 minutes with me. And as always, you can reach out and contact me via the website. Remember, one day at a time, you are getting bolder and not older. I look forward to seeing you next week.